I hate visiting here. I hate that my wife of 42 years is dead. At one minute, one Saturday morning, she was in the kitchen, mixing a bowl of waffle batter and talking to me about the dust-up at the library board meeting the night before. And the next minute she was on the floor, twitching as the stroke tore through her brain. I hate that her last words were, Where the hell did I put the vanilla? I hate that I've become one of those old men who visits a cemetery to be with his dead wife. When I was much younger, I used to ask Kathy what the point would be. A pile of rotting meat and bones that used to be a person isn't a person anymore. It's just a pile of rotting meat and bones. The person is gone, off to heaven or hell or wherever or nowhere. You might as well visit a side of beef. When you get older, you realize this is still the case. You just don't care. It's what you have. For as much as I hate the cemetery, I've been grateful it's here, too. I miss my wife. It's easier to miss her at a cemetery where she's never been anything but dead than to miss her in all the places where she was alive. I didn't stay long. I never do. Just long enough to feel the stab that's still fresh enough after most of eight years the one that also serves to remind me that I've got other things to do than to stand around in a cemetery like an old damned fool. Once I felt it, I turned around and left and didn't bother looking around. This was the last time I would ever visit the cemetery or my wife's grave, but I didn't want to expend too much effort in trying to remember it. As I said, this is the place where she's never been anything but dead. There's not much value in remembering that. Although, come to think of it, signing up for the army wasn't all that dramatic either. My town was too small for its own recruiting office. I had to drive into Greenville, the county seat, to sign up. The recruiting office was a small storefront in a nondescript strip mall. There was a state liquor authority store on one side of it and a tattoo parlor on the other. Depending on what order you went into each, you could wake up the next morning in some serious trouble. The inside of the office was even less appealing, if that's possible. It consisted of a desk with a computer and a printer, a human behind that desk, two chairs in front of the desk, and six chairs lining a wall. A small table in front of those chairs held recruiting information and some back issues of time at Newsweek. Kathy and I had been in here a decade earlier, of course. I suspect nothing had been moved, much less changed, and that included the magazines. The human appeared to be new. At least I don't remember the previous recruiter having that much hair. Or breasts. The recruiter was busy typing something on the computer and didn't bother to look up as I came in. Be right with you, she muttered by way of a more or less Pavlovian response to the door opening. Uh, "'Take your time,' I said. "'I know the place is packed.' This attempt at marginally sarcastic humor went ignored and unappreciated, which has been par for the course for the last few years. Good to see I had not lost my form. 
I sat down in front of the desk and waited for the recruiter to finish whatever she was doing. You coming or going? she asked, still without actually looking up at me. Uh, pardon me, I said. Coming or going, she repeated. Coming in to do your intent to join sign up or going out to start your term? Oh, I. Uh, going out, please. This finally got her to look at me, squinting out through a rather severe pair of glasses. You're John Perry, she said. Oh, that's me. How did you guess? She looked back to her computer. Most people who want to enlist come in on their birthday, even though they have 30 days afterwards to formally enlist. We only have three birthdays today. Mary Valerie already called to say she won't be going, and you don't look like you'd be Cynthia Smith. Well, I'm gratified to hear that, I said. And since you're not coming in for an initial...